Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 111. This was the last live episode that I recorded from my Vegas hotel room for SEMA 2021. I will likely be recording an episode about my overall SEMA experience and just the year of events in general. But for now, let's talk about my final day at SEMA. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. What's up, my friends? I can't imagine anybody is going to be on this late. It's like a quarter after 2 a.m. in Las Vegas. I went out and got something to eat. Yeah, I got a little uh, in and out. <laughs> um, just kind of getting ready to uh, take off tomorrow morning. Got all packed up. I'm ready to go. I just got to put the equipment away once I get done with this podcast. Um, I'm not really expecting it. A quick recap. So today was the final day of SEMA. And... <clears throat> The one thing I learned is that it is <clears throat> almost impossible for somebody by themselves um, to cover the entire event <laughs> without like just missing so much stuff. I know I missed so much stuff. Um, it's kind of funny though, because everybody that I had talked to about coming to SEMA, as far as like on a personal level, I got to see them all um, by chance too. I ran the amount of people there and I still ran into people I know that crazy to me so i got to see my buddy ryan stanley um bud kleppy from cartech books today she's been on the podcast before that was a lot of fun um i ended up uh hey guys sorry to interrupt the show as you can tell i was having some issues with the wi-fi signal and it was cutting in and out and what i was just saying was that srt jovita was at the show and i just happened to run into her so I just wanted to make sure that that was clear since her name got cut out while the glitch happened. But enjoy the rest of the show, and I apologize for any further glitches in the audio. Bailing on her because um, I ended up getting distracted, and she was talking to a vendor, and I, I ended up getting, like I said, getting distracted and going taking a bunch of pictures. And by the time I realized that I was really far away, she was gone. So I was like, oh, you know. And at that time, it was getting late in the day, and I just needed to get back to my hotel room because if you didn't hear, I, I sprained my ankle pretty bad. Um, but uh, I was able to get through the show today um, with the help of ibuprofen and lidocaine um, and the little ankle brace. Uh, but I made it through. Um, got a lot of footage, so much GoPro footage. It's going to be crazy to get through it all. Um, it's going to take me a while, but I'm going to try to put together a couple little videos. I went live a few times, but I, I kept getting cut out. I know that there's probably going to be a lot of hate for some of the footage I got from SEMA Ignited because it was a lot of non-Mopar stuff. Um, there was a 68 Charger in the parking lot that I managed to find thanks to my media badge. I got some access uh, to an areas that I probably normally wouldn't have if I didn't have that media pass. So that was pretty cool. But I got a lot of footage of uh, some parking lot drifting, um, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, they had a Viper drifting. That was pretty neat. Um, but uh, 
the SEMA show, if you haven't gone, is definitely an experience. As a car enthusiast, you definitely want to check out. I'll probably be back again in the future. I don't know if it'll be next year or the year after. I want to see what it's like when the place is really packed. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people, I've said this on the past couple podcasts, a lot of people were telling me that, you know, it's a lot... <clears throat> a lot smaller than it's been as far as like the amount of vendors and people. Um, it still seemed like a huge event to me. There was a ton of people there. So I can only imagine what it's like when you actually get, you know, a lot of people, like when it's a normal SEMA event. That said, I had a great time. Um, I need to come here with a crew of my buddies so that we can cover the whole show. Because like I said, there's probably so much I missed out on. But SEMA was an absolute blast. I had a great time, <clears throat> even though I, I rolled my ankle. Um, I'm just glad that didn't happen at the beginning of the week and it happened at the end. So I was able to get through this last day. But SEMA Ignited was cool. I did miss the rollout, which was a little disappointing. But my foot was killing me and I had to go, I wanted to get rid of my of my backpack and all the stuff I had brought that I had stored in the media room. Um, so I went back to the hotel room, ended up icing my foot <laughs> and uh, just hanging out for a little bit. And then I, I figured when the sun went down, that's probably when you want to go see SEMA Ignited. And um, I was partially right. I just I just couldn't see myself because it was three o'clock when I decided I needed to get out of there because the SEMA Ignited show was like seven hours long. So I was like, I, I'll just go after dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I guess I missed the rollout, which was a little disappointing. But I've got so much footage I need to go through um, and try to salvage uh, something good out of it. I don't know what it all is going to turn out like. Like I said, I'm not a videographer. I'm a podcaster. So we'll see what kind of video I can um, drum up. But I talked to Juan Torres, the media guy from SEMA, and he kind of... Um, he kind of hinted to me that next year it's not going to be as easy for for people to get media passes. So he said, uh, you know, not in a, not in a like a bad way, but he was like, get some good content together because we're going to be really, you know, screening media applications. And I was like, all right, yeah, no problem. So I got to do that. But you know, here are the great things about SEMA: the amount of car enthusiasts that you get to talk to, the amount of vendors you get to talk to about you know what what do you want to you want to talk about vinyl wrapping a car there's people there that are vinyl wrapping on site that was crazy um you know restoration products performance products um tools that that was actually what shocked me the most was the amount of tooling that was there and you know it's a trade show so i kind of expected it but i didn't expect it on that level like so much innovative stuff so i thought that was really cool um I really did not get to spend as much time in each hall as I would have liked. I was really just powering through to try to get as much Mopar content as I could, even though there really wasn't that much, which was kind of a bummer. But, um, you know, I did, I did what I could and like a great time. Um, I definitely want to come back to SEMA and, you know, the things that I didn't like about SEMA, you know, let's be honest here. Uh, the lack of Mopars. <laughs> I mean, there was Mopars there, don't get me wrong, but there wasn't as many as I would have liked. You know, of course, being a Mopar guy, like, I just want to see the place flooded with Mopars. And I guess, you know, depending on what kind of Mopar enthusiast you are, and, like, I'm an equal opportunity Mopar enthusiast. So I, I was happy that there was a lot of Mopars as far as, like, Jeeps. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's a lot of Jeeps and a lot of Ram trucks. Um, so that was cool, but they really weren't my style. 
you know, if I was going to build one of those vehicles, uh, I probably wouldn't build them like that. But um, definitely cool. You know, I respect all that kind of stuff. Um, lots of uh, lots of really lifted vehicles on very large wheels. <laughs> I will say that. Um, but as far as Mopars go, not one wing car. Um, that was a little disappointing. I was hoping to see something cool in that regard. Um, couple chargers, some A bodies. There was quite a few A bodies in there. Um, there was a really, t- uh, really cool 72 scamp that had a little custom fabricated lip spoiler, but it had like, um, I believe it was a, if I remember right, it was an E body center console and it had an air grabber, uh, 1970 Plymouth air grabber, um, grafted into the hood with the, seven the hood the hood stripe from a 70 uh roadrunner so it looked it looked really good and it was really well done um i posted some pictures on my social media so if you haven't seen it check it out it's very nice car um we talked a little bit about wide bodies yesterday and how i feel about them i'm not you know if, if it looks to me like somebody's trying too hard then I really don't like the wide bodies. But um, if it's done right, then I like it. But uh, I really I really hope that in the years to come, there's way more Mopars. And I hope that Mopar, you know, <laughs> it's tough for me because obviously I don't want to disparage Mopar because, you know, I'm loyal to the brand. But uh, I was a little disappointed in their booth this year. And now I'm probably never going to be sponsored by them. <laughs> uh, I, here's why I was disappointed. Um, everything like that. It was kind of like a, you know, hey, here's some special edition cars we have. You know, the Holy Guacamole Challenger. Now, if you haven't seen that car, it's like, um, it's a lighter green, like a jade green. I, th- I think that would be considered jade. But anyways, a lighter green with a green and yellow plaid interior. Um definitely unique uh, the, it's the holy guacamole package 50th anniversary challenger um i liked it i thought the interior is really cool and instead of like the uh, the honeycomb like pattern on the on the plastic on the inside it actually had like a, a faux wood grain so i thought th- i thought that was pretty cool um but you know it seemed like off-road vehicles like overland stuff and jeeps and really big trucks were like the thing this year um but uh, all the exotics were packed into the accessories and like restyling hall with all the like vinyl wraps and stuff like that so there's a ton of exotics in there um of course you know i i enjoyed looking at them but I was there to see what kind of crazy Mopars were going to be there. And there just wasn't as many as I had liked or I had hoped that there would be. So hopefully in the future, SEMA gets back to the way it used to be. And, you know, I I just really wanted to see more Mopars. That's basically all I can say about that. It wasn't a waste of time at all by any means. I really enjoyed myself at SEMA and now I have a battle plan for next time I go. Um, because I, I think I think I could have covered the entire event if I had been more strategic and didn't spend as much time talking to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's part of the fun for me. Like Bill Adams and Phil Painter, um, the guys that are organizers of uh, Muscle Cars at the Strip. Got to talk to those guys for a long time. Um, really solid guys. Phil actually called me uh, when he found out that I rolled my ankle and told me, 
he had a doctor in town. So if I needed to see a doctor to let him know, I was like, wow, that's amazing. So Phil, if you ever listen to this, thank you. <laughs> that was, that was really nice of you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I think I'll be okay. Um, but like I said, talked to Bill Adams for a while. We walked around the show a little bit. Um, you know, super everybody that I know, everybody that I talk to, including a listener of the show, shout out to Stefan. Um, I saw him, uh, Stefan was, um, said, what's up? So we talked for a little bit, talked about some project cars and stuff like that. And, uh, it was just really cool talking to people. You know, I, I really enjoyed that even more so than seeing the cars. Cause now if the whole place was packed with Mopars, I might not say that. <laughs> no. Um, but thankfully all the people I know are cool. So, you know, of course I'm going to sit and talk to him for a little bit. And, um, it was just a, it was a really cool experience. I wish I had experienced it from years past, but you know, beggars can't be choosy. You know what I mean? So the only, like another big complaint is that I'm here by myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So walking around the show, I kind of felt like a loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm walking around, like eventually running into people that I know and talking to them for a little bit, but like a lot of it was solo. And you know, I, uh, I like to hang out with people, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, that's, that's the life of a solo podcaster. I guess you go to these events and you do what you got to do. Um, I will say <laughs> candidly that I had a really bad case of imposter syndrome. So I'm sitting in the media room and I'm looking around and I see people with thousands of dollars in media equipment, you know, cameras and things like that. <laughs> you know, the, three foot long cameras with like the, the crazy lenses and stuff. And here I am with a GoPro and my phone. And, uh, I usually, I don't let comments get to me, but somebody made a comment and I cannot get it out of my mind back in good guys. Um, when I did, when I covered the good guy show, one guy was like, he said something to the effect of quit trying to pretend you're legit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was really insulting to me. Um, so now every time I get a media credential and I'm hanging out with the media, I'm super proud of myself that I'm there. But at the same time, uh, I'm like, gosh, I don't know if I'm worthy to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I guess that's just because I'm not, there's, there's levels to this game. You know, there's photographers that really know what they're doing. Um, I'm not a photographer. I'm a podcaster, <laughs> you know, so don't ever expect me to go to a show with several thousand dollars worth of camera equipment. It's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I just don't see that. That's just not my forte. Now, maybe or maybe not, there's a team being built right now <laughs> to handle all this kind of event coverage and stuff. Um, I think getting a group of people together um, to combine forces, I think, would be uh, a good thing to do. So as far as, <laughs> as far as that goes, but, um, my, Oh, the 72 scamp that I was just talking about a little bit ago. Um, he actually got the SEMA editors, um, pick for best Mopars. SEMA. Um, what was funny is as I was sitting there taking pictures and video of the car, people were walking by and only a couple people really noticed the crazy things about the car, like the, um, the air grabber hood and nobody even mentioned the console, which I thought was interesting. Um, I just, you know, uh, 
there was a couple hardcore Mopar guys that I ran into, but man, uh, um, I hope that maybe this was just really a bad year for Mopar. And I know people out there that are really big Jeep and Ram truck fans, and I, I am one. Don't don't get it twisted, but you know. I don't need to see a hundred <laughs> Jeep Wranglers with all the crazy body armor and, you know, 20, 26 inch wheels on mud tires. You know, after you see the 30th one, you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, can I see some more classic Mopars? You know, and there was a, a, a large array. I will say that of classic Mopars. Um, as far as like, if you were to, if you were to line them up, it would probably look like more than it felt like because the show is so big, you know, and they're like kind of scattered around. But if you lined up all the Mopars, there'd be a decent number. I mean, nothing crazy, but it was funny to me that only a few big block Mopars and small block Mopars made it in like, like maybe a handful, maybe (laughs) the rest had, um, 5.7 Hemis and Elephants and hellcats it was uh it was definitely a sight to be seen because <laughs> it you know for me i mean if you've listened to the show for any amount of time you know that i'm a big proponent of gen 3 hemi swaps and classic mopars i think that i think it's going to keep getting more and more popular and thank god there's companies out there that are developing products for this gen 3 hemi um because we really need to bring it up if we're going to ever want to compete with the LS crowd. And I know people are like, oh, LSs are so cheap, yada, yada, yada. Do you know how many Hemi cars are out there right now that are waiting to go into the scrapyard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Eventually, they will be there, and you will be able to pluck those engines. Um, I've talked to my buddies over at DIY Hemi, and you know, it's funny that people don't really – I mean, I shouldn't say people. There are some people that still don't realize that some Jeeps had Hemis in them. So you can go to the wrecking yard and find 5.7 Hemis and Jeep Commanders, um, uh, Grand Cherokees, things like that. So I think once you start seeing more Chrysler 300s and Chargers and those types of cars, the LX platform cars, um, we're going to start seeing a lot of Hemis. And the more Hemis the, there are, the cheaper they're going to become. So overall, I'd say... If you've never been to SEMA, definitely go at least once if you can. Um, I'm really on the fence of whether or not I want to go next year just because I want to kind of... This pandemic has really screwed things up. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it was really nice to see the amount of people there because that, to me, was it made it look promising because I've talked to quite a few people actually about this and that's that we need to get these people to understand hey it's okay just be safe and go out to these car events because there's a lot of events that we could lose because of attendance you know what i mean and that should never be the case um you know if you got to mask up mask up i guess <laughs> you know what i mean wash your hands don't touch your face just get out there and enjoy cars again you know so it was really nice seeing everybody kind of relaxed it was almost like SEMA was like a uh, kind of like a big like sigh of relief for some people um, myself included <laughs> you know it's like I didn't like being cooped up for the past couple years man a lot of my favorite local events were canceled and um, 
I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Muscle Cars at the Strip, Holly's Mo Party, and SEMA this year. That was huge. And then I, I got to go to Good Guys and bring my truck back to where I found it. So this year was okay for me for car events, but I, you know, I'm like a crack addict. I want more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a couple, a couple hits of the Mopar shows, and then I'm like, oh man, I need more. So I'm looking forward to uh, the next couple years and seeing things get back to normal, hopefully. <laughs> but um, I really wish I had uh, all the footage so I could go through it and kind of talk about it. Um, but unfortunately, I I haven't even pulled it off the GoPro yet. There's just so much. I know that <laughs> I cleared out thousands of pictures on my phone, and I still ended up getting the storage full on my phone today. So I had to go, I had to either go live or use the GoPro. So the GoPro was definitely my savior once again. So I'll be, um, God, it's going to take me a long time to go through all that footage. Hopefully, hopefully I can get like some micro content out and some, you know, a couple good long videos. We'll see. But, um, I'm excited to get back to normal here. Um, the events were fun. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, I miss my family. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a little kid at home. Um, and I've got projects waiting for me and the podcast is no, for those of you that don't know, after going to these events, my numbers have doubled, which is amazing. And that means that I'm going to have to kick it up a notch and really start bringing more content. So that's what I'm going to work on throughout the winter. And we'll see what happens next year. Muscle Cars at the Strip, March 20th through the 22nd. I will be back in Las Vegas for that event. This year is going to be huge. So uh, I talked to Phil about it. I talked to Bill about it. And um, 20th anniversary. You know, so March is a great time to go to Vegas. <laughs> um, this time in the fall is a great time to go to Vegas, too, from what I found out. Because it's not too hot. And... At nighttime, it's really nice right now. If you go outside, it's nice and nice. It's not it's not hot, but it's not too cold. It's like perfect. So I really enjoyed this weather. And so a couple crazy things from SEMA um, while they're on my mind. So I didn't realize this until today. Thank you, Jovita, for telling me this. But apparently, there is a thing within the convention center called The Loop. And The Loop was created by Tesla. And underneath the convention center, there are all these tunnels connecting all the halls. And they have a bunch of Teslas that run these little routes through this underground tunnel system. It's pretty crazy. And I didn't know. And it saved me today because I didn't have to do excess walking. So from what I understand, that's going to be all around Vegas. So they're going to bore out underground in Vegas and you're going to be able to drive through these tunnels and get to places a lot quicker. I also used the, the monorail um, battery on my computer is getting low. So hopefully this doesn't cut out. Um, we'll end it here pretty quick. The, the monorail goes from the convention center to the MGM grand. I'm staying at the Luxor, which is the big black pyramid. So really quick walk or, taxi over to the Luxor from there. Um, I also used the shuttle to get to SEMA from my hotel. So next time I probably won't rent a car. <laughs> that was kind of a waste of money now that I think about it. I, 
God, I didn't even waste a quarter tank of gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's kind of why I went to In-N-Out Burger again, because I was like, I got to get some miles on this thing and make it worth my while, you know? So it's all a learning experience for me. These events, each one I've gone to this year, I've learned something about creating content, how to be better at it, how to be more efficient, how to be more strategic. And I'm really excited moving forward with the podcast with content in the future from future events. What's up? Big red. Uh, my ankle right now, I can't feel it. <laughs> it's slathered in lidocaine. So it's pretty numb. And uh, I'm on some pain medication. And I may have had a couple drinks earlier. Um, it's I think it's okay. Uh, I've been religiously icing it. I'm going to ice it after this podcast. Um, I'm actually surprised to see you up this late, dude. <laughs> I didn't think anybody would even show up. I'm surprised there's been a couple people. So shout out to everybody who's watched me <laughs> um, and listened to the show tonight. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I struggled whether or not I wanted a podcast tonight, but I already, the first night I was here, I was supposed to podcast and I missed that because I passed out and it was getting late here. And oh man, <laughs> working early. That's cool, man. Um, but uh, I had to at least get one last one in. Um, and once I get the content out, uh, that's where the real content from SEMA is going to be. Because, I mean, I can talk about it all day, but I know you guys want to see pictures and videos and things like that. Um, I tried to post as much uh, as many of the pictures as I got as possible. So as I was finding these Mopars, I was posting the pictures pretty much right after. Um, so that was cool. Uh, there is a So one of the last videos I recorded, um, I got into the pits of the drift cars or whatever, and I started walking around and I saw 68 Charger out all by itself. So I go over there, start taking pictures and these two kids come up. I told them to listen to the show. So they're probably going to hear this. And uh, they came up and I don't know why, but I, I can smell non Mopar guys a mile away. So you really have to go watch the video. Cause I trolled them pretty hard, like in a fun, friendly way, but they didn't know anything about Mopar. So I got a chance to educate them a little bit. So I felt pretty good about that. And they were cool kids. So, um, Shout out to Miguel and William. <laughs> if you guys listen to the show, shout out to you guys. Thanks for being for being cool about it. You know, because uh, I was live and they showed up, and I don't know. Sometimes I'm just in that mood, and I was just in that mood. So it was it was really funny. I'm gonna clip it out because it was a funny little moment. Um, and that kind of stuff, like you never know when stuff like that's gonna happen. Um, much like when I was walking around while they were doing the drifting in the parking lot, I didn't realize that there was a media section where you can get beyond the crowd right next to the Jersey barriers. So when I realized that, I was like, oh, signed a waiver, got a little orange vest and went over there. And I know that people were looking at me like, what is this guy with this GoPro and this phone doing going into the media section? Because tonight I went without any of my gear on. Was that a mistake? Maybe. I just... I just didn't really feel I wanted to be incognito kind of. Um, so that's what I did. And I got some pretty cool footage. I got to edit it down. That's one thing about the lives that I don't think I've ever talked about is at car shows and things like that. The goal for me is to put out the lives. Cool. You know, you got to see the raw footage but I would like to go through and take those lives and chop them up into actual videos. And that's probably what I'm going to do for my YouTube channel. Um, cause I really need to start getting crazy with the YouTube stuff. I'm so far behind on it. And I think, uh, I think I can put some cool stuff on YouTube if I just take the time and edit down these videos. Um, 
we'll shut this thing down in three minutes, but you know, SEMA is one of those shows and I've talked to so many people about it. And a lot of them said, it's the show you go to once. I disagree now. I very much disagree with you only need to go once and that's it. Um, why? Because there's a lot of cool, innovative products that you would miss out on. You'd have to wait until the press release. And it's really cool to see that stuff before it's out. It's also really cool to see like the battle of the builders. Um, although, you know, severe lack of Mopars. Um, it brings me hope because I'm like, I know someday, you know, in the future, somebody's going to build a badass Mopar and they're going to be in that battle of the builders. I can't wait to see what that person does, <laughs> you know, um, I, uh, if I had known, cause they have like a, a, a best builder, like 27 and under, you know? So I'm like in my head, of course, I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I hope my daughter's into cars. <laughs> cause I would love, I'm hoping that, you know, if she has the right guidance that she'll know more about me and be more talented than I am with cars. Cause I'm not very talented at all. So hopefully, hopefully she has the passion and she takes it farther than I ever did and can build cars. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're back. Um, my laptop died. That's what happens when you're too lazy to plug it in. I thought I could get a half an hour in and then cut it off before the laptop died. Um, so, yeah, I hope that my daughter um, is into cars like me and that she has a passion more, even bigger than mine because I would love to see her build a car, build a Mopar. And, uh, you know, that's, that's my dream as a father, <laughs> you know, aside from her being happy and successful in whatever she does, if she became a Mopar enthusiast, man, you'd never see this smile go away. I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys for everybody that's followed what I've done <laughs> this week and, um, has enjoyed the content. Thank you. I appreciate it. going to be some pretty cool stuff coming out, hopefully. Um, it's pretty late now. I almost don't even want to go to sleep. I almost just want to stay up all night and start working on this editing stuff. So I may do that um, when I get home tomorrow. Obviously, spend time with the family. But I gotta, I've recorded some live podcasts, and I haven't released them as actual audio podcasts yet. So i got to work on that, get that done. Um, but uh it's getting late and I am a little tired and this Wi-Fi signal sucks. So thanks for watching big red. I hope you have a good night at work or a good day. I guess it's pretty early where you're at. Um, and everybody who watches this stay tuned because there's going to be some cool content coming out. That's it. My friends until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht. And this was talking Mopars live, the SEMA recap. I'm sure I'll be talking about SEMA some more. Once I go through the footage, I'll jog my memory about some cool stuff that I saw. But for now, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't want to bore you guys any more than I already have. We'll see you guys soon. No Mopar left behind. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And don't forget that you can send me your Mopar stories, questions, comments, complaints, suggestions, and everything else on your Mopar addicted mind to Chris at TalkingMopars.com. Or leave me a voice message on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR to hear yourself on the show. 
And friends, if you enjoy the show and would like to show your support for Talking Mopars, you can grab some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, stickers, and other cool gear on the merch shop at TalkingMopars.com. You can also become a supporter through my Facebook page where you will be entered into a monthly giveaway for something cool and Mopar related. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.